Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about should you buy an extended warranty? So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So people find a significant amount of peace of mind when it comes to a unexpected financial event occurring and having someone else foot the bill for that. So whether it is an American Home Shield home warranty that covers your fridge that goes out, or it's a uh, road hazard warranty from from discount tire that covers some kind of tire damage that uh, that allows you to get your tire replaced for free, or even some kind of Apple Care coverage for your MacBook that allows you to get your screen replaced for free. People would prefer typically to pay for these various warranties and and have those bills covered by someone else rather than saving up and paying these out of pocket along the way. So the peace of mind that comes from having someone else foot this bill is undeniable. And with vehicles, it is no different, especially being that vehicles are typically the second most expensive asset that people purchase. And so when you're going through the process of purchasing a vehicle, there's no surprise that people typically opt in for some kind of additional uh, insurance policy around uh, protecting that asset. But my question is, is this just a false sense of security? Being that any of these insurance policies, whether it's a home policy, whether it's a computer that you're covering or tires on your vehicle, or maybe it's an extended warranty for the mechanical components of your vehicle, is that simply something that gives you a peace of mind? But it, when you break down the actual figures that go into it, when you break down the actual costs associated to it, whether it actually even makes sense to do. So the question comes down to who really is footing the bill. When it comes to an insurance company who writes a policy for you to adopt and utilize, you're paying a premium and they are analyzing that data that they gather from all of their various clients to make sure that their premiums make sense based on the amount of risk they're taking on for for the various losses that they will have to pay out on. And so when you're going through that process, keep that in mind that insurance companies are working behind the scenes consistently to make sure that the policies that they're writing make sense for them. And so when you're going through the process of looking at, you know, what policies to adopt, what policies to utilize, what warranties to get. Keep that in mind that those policies are first and foremost there to make a profit. So as you may have experienced with other products, not all warranties are created equal. We know that to be true, but how often do we not prepare ourselves before we step onto a dealership, before we step into that showroom floor and uh, and into the office of that sales manager who has 
access to this information and who is selling these products on a daily basis. So it's important for you to understand what add-ons you are wanting to purchase, what options you're looking at, and what additional warranties you're considering before you actually go into negotiating for this. So most manufacturers have at least a three-year, 36,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty and a four-year, 50,000-mile powertrain warranty. So at a minimum, you know, companies like Jeep, Toyota, you know, Ford, those companies have a basic bumper-to-bumper warranty as well as a powertrain warranty. So the first question comes down to how long are you planning to keep the vehicle for? So if you are planning to keep the vehicle for a period of time, know that going into the dealership, knowing whether any additional provisions are necessary. So these additional provisions would typically be added to the backside of your warranty and would cover you between the time that you have an expired warranty and the time that you sell that vehicle. Now with that, if you are not keeping that vehicle beyond the three, four, five year point, you have to evaluate the risk. How much risk is there that major components are going to fail between when the warranty expires and when you sell that vehicle? But this all comes down to how long you keep the vehicle, the number of miles you put on that vehicle, and the general wear and tear on that vehicle based on how well you maintain it. So oftentimes we have unfounded fears that are not actually based on facts. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is these insurance companies feed off our fears of the what ifs, what could possibly go wrong, and how can we insure against what could possibly go wrong. But what you have to do is take into consideration what is realistic, what is likely. If you're going through the process of vetting that vehicle before you purchase it and making sure that it's highly reliable, that it has a good track record, that it has a good warranty, and and that it's the vehicle that fits the seasonality of your life, then you should have peace of mind in the research that you're putting into that vehicle. Now, if that fear still exists, you may be wondering, how do I prevent the fear or reverse the fear? And I believe that part of this comes down to having a plan to spend. When you have a plan to spend and have a category related to transportation where you have a certain amount that you put aside for the purpose of maintaining your vehicle, you're going to build in peace of mind knowing that you are saving above and beyond what it costs to maintain that vehicle on a monthly basis so that you have reserves in place in the event that you do have a component that fails that needs to be replaced. So normal maintenance is not typically covered in an extended warranty unless you get some package that uh, that that has that provision. But typically, things like an O2 sensor, a battery, a timing belt, you know, a brake uh, job of sorts, those types of things are not typically covered within an extended warranty. And so, what you'll want to do is be mindful of the fact that the extended warranty is playing to your fears of what could possibly happen, but looking at what is realistic, what what is likely to occur, is that that vehicle that you've researched, the, the vehicle that is highly rated, uh, is, is going to operate as it should based on you maintaining it well, 
And if there are components that fail, you have a reserve account for anything related to that maintenance uh, line item that, uh, that it may need. When you budget for a maintenance line item, what you find is that you have fewer emergencies. When you have that peace of mind in place of, of the fact that you're saving for the purposes of replacing or repairing an item as it fails, you are building in a level of peace of mind, ensuring that you are prepared if and when some component goes. And so it's important to think through that process of, okay, if I'm actually building in a plan so that I can replace or repair any items that that fail along the way, then what am I concerned about? What am I adding on to the back end of my powertrain and bumper to bumper warranty for? So being that the average miles driven per year are between 12 and 18,000 miles, let's assume that you drive a little bit less than that. You drive about 10,000 miles per year. And as you're looking at the typical powertrain warranty being 50,000 miles and expiring, within four years of that new car purchase, you have four years to basically vet that car to see how reliable that vehicle is. So as you have that maintenance fund working in the background to accumulate funds, over that period of time, you can basically see how reliable that vehicle is, how uh, that car is servicing you well, and whether you need to make a decision before the the uh, warranty expires to replace it with something else if it is not being reliable. So again, the factory warranty, the proper maintenance of that vehicle and proper savings for any maintenance item that would need to be repaired or replaced puts you in a really good position to ensure that you're hedging against the risk and eliminating the need for a uh, an additional warranty above and beyond what's provided by the manufacturer. So thinking through that process, that should alleviate some of the fear around being pressured into buying that additional warranty. So a side effect of building margin is the ability to give you space so that you're making decisions without having an emotional response to things. So the purpose behind building that margin allows you to take situations and scenarios like buying an extended warranty and logically thinking through it. So assuming you would be getting a loan for your vehicle, an example of this would basically be looking at the cost of that extended warranty and going ahead and getting a car loan for that amount. So let's assume that you're buying the car for $17,500 and you have an additional $2,500 for that extended warranty. So you would be getting that loan for $20,000. Then you would be taking that money and putting it into uh, a savings account of some kind so that you can watch and see how that car performs over a period of time and determine whether it's going to be reliable. And based on that vehicle proving itself to be reliable, you can then take that $2,500 and put it back towards the principal pay down on that vehicle. I say this because a $2,500 loan against your car for an extended warranty 
uh, extrapolated over 72 months, which is about the average that people are getting for a term these days with an interest rate of, let's say, 5.5%, uh, which is the around the average interest rate for a vehicle today, would tack on about $40, a little, little over $40 per month for that extended warranty. So this leaves out any fees or deductibles for actually utilizing that extended warranty. The problem is the fact that over that 72 month period, you're going to end up paying about $3,000 for that extended warranty. Whereas you could put that money into a money market account or something else, some kind of investment, and you could actually see how that car performs and then be able to roll that money back into paying down the car if it proves to be reliable. So the other component at play is the fact that you could always add that extended warranty at a later date. Now it may cost more and it may be uh, you know, something that uh, you have to consider before your uh, factory warranties are expired. But at the end of the day, if you build in a system where you are uh, getting an additional loan or putting an extra amount if you pay cash aside for the purpose of repairs, you'll find that it's a forced savings. It, it allows you to save for the purposes of a rainy day fund when it comes to your vehicle. And, and then allows you to build in that routine so that going forward, you always have uh, a maintenance fund set aside for this purpose. Now, if you have already purchased one of these extended warranties at one point for your vehicle, what I would encourage you to do is to look at how reliable your vehicle has been. And typically with these extended warranties, they allow these warranties to be prorated. So if you bought your vehicle a year ago, you have a, let's say a three-year extended warranty you can then prorate that warranty based on use. And so if you've already purchased that warranty, if your car has proven to be reliable, I would look into uh, canceling that policy and then being able to take those funds, take those resources and either pay down your loan or put them into a savings account. So my call to action today comes down to looking at the vehicles you own and whether you have ever purchased one of these extended warranties. Now it could be for tires or wheels or for glass replacement, or it could be for anti-theft. It could be for just a general extended warranty, but looking at the policies that you have in place to see which ones you've actually utilized and if you actually need them going forward and what, or whether you can go ahead and cancel those on a prorated basis and add that to your maintenance fund for your vehicles. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day. I'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.